Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashef and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Back for another episode of Kenya Brew It, and I'm here with my good buddy, Mike Tasty McDowell. I am here. Hey, you know, this place has a lot of cobwebs on it. Nobody's using this studio anymore. Those guys uh, took off on a field trip, and uh, yeah. we're not going to have any shows here anymore. Just us. Well, the, <laughs> that's right. Well, the important shows are here. Oh. All the rest have gone uh, wherever. But it, this is actually my first show in the uh, new studio. Oh, well, welcome. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Justin uh, prior to the show that uh, yeah. it actually kind of screwed me up because I was used to calibrating, you know, when I was tasting beers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had a little calibration set where uh, the stank, the old <laughs> studio, was adjusted for. Oh, I see. So now everything smells really that, clean. That earthy smell. Yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like... Uh, all of a sudden, nothing. Uh, we can work it. We'll get this one in shape. Don't yeah, worry. I got. I, I got to get this dialed in. Got but. the dogs in. Got the man sweat. Got the man gas. <laughs> yeah. Once once enough people fart in the studio, right. it'll be just like the old studio. I'm sure. sure. You know, people will like you know spill bodily fluids on the carpet. Yeah. And uh, you know, the, the stench will same as the other just place. soak into everything, and yeah, yeah same we'll, we'll be set. <laughs> Well, you're talking about uh, you know oh, uh, Justin and the, and the crew. You guys went up to uh, Oregon, Washington. You took the road trip and and uh, you, you you brought back beer and everything. We we got uh, we got to sample some beer from a listener, right? Yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was uh, 25 breweries in 11 days, <laughs> and uh, a couple double headers in there. I think it was maybe just our Every thir- day. our third day. We made it up to uh, Portland for a lot of the events surrounding the Oregon Brewers Festival. And one of them was the uh, Glen Hay Falconer Annual uh, Memorial Golf Tournament, which is a fundraiser for the Falconer Foundation that uh, raises money to send somebody to brewing school, which is great. They send somebody to Siebel on a full scholarship every year, mm-hmm. and uh, it's in part based on the, on the funds raised from this tournament. So they invite brewers from all over the place. And I'm there for the registration early in the morning. Everyone's just kind of standing around waiting to get the tournament going and registering in a and, a, and a, a, what I later find out is a listener, a person walks up to me with a six-pack of beer and says, here you go, thanks for everything, love the show, and walks away. <laughs> and I knew, he has a, a, no name, uh, doesn't tell me about the beer, just gives me a six-pack of homebrew. So we caught up to him later on the course and found out his name's John. And, uh, yeah, he gave us a six-pack of his homebrew just to say thanks. And mm-hmm. Well, wait, what about that T-shirt you're wearing that said, I'll blow you for beer? Does that uh, help at all? It might have been. Oh. It might have something to do with the T-shirt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I didn't I didn't come through on my end. <laughs> so I might, uh, I owe him next time I go to OBF. Well, that's pretty cool. But did he come through? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. All right. This makes me uncomfortable. 
<laughs> well, we sampled some of those beers. We we had the I seven, I eight, and BP. Yeah. yeah, like I said, he didn't give us any well, you might remember documentation. Those. We just know what was listed on the bottle, so we mm-hmm. had to guess at what the style was. We were trying a few of them here before the show. Mm-hmm. Um, what did we try? Just the I seven, I seven, I eight, and BP. We tried all three. Oh, you did yeah. try all. Th- oh, I only oh. got the I seven. Damn it! <laughs> we saved some for the Sunday You're on show. The wrong too. side of the board, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, what did you guys think of the beers? Well, they were good home brews, you know. Yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah. not great. They each had their little little minor flaws, but they're very, you know, most. Yeah, they were very good. Yeah, very good. Uh, yeah, like Mike's saying, I think there's there's always some little tweaky thing you can do. Uh, what was it on the uh, the bourbon? Uh... It, uh, <laughs> what no, no, we no, both had it. It's been like thirty minutes now. So these guys have been here since three o'clock today, sampling beer. So maybe that's the problem. Yeah, oh, yeah, the alcohol was a bit bold compared to the bourbon flavor. So you're getting more oh, yeah, yeah. alcohol. More bourbon, yeah. It was almost as if uh, perhaps like you, know, you added bourbon versus soaking in a bourbon barrel, which gives you a more of a concentration of bourbon flavor with less alcohol. Right. So it had a, a bit more alcohol than, than we expected for a bourbon uh, porter, which is what we assumed it was. Uh, but good, good overall. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I-7, that was the one with... Um, uh, that was that was a good IPA. Uh, had a nice dry finish. We both really liked oh, yeah. that because of the dry finish. And right. the, we, we were saying we could drink a couple pints of yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I think did I just say there was a little bit of oxidation in that one? I thought as it warmed up, I detected some kind of a papery. Yeah, or was right. yeah, or was that I eight? And then I eight. Um, oh no, no, that was I seven. I eight uh, again. A good uh, IPA, or maybe even a double IPA. The thing I didn't uh, that I would change on that would be um, uh, it had a bit of a sweetness to it, uh, kind of a, a you know sweet a residual sweetness, which I didn't care for. Um, I would have liked to see it finish a little drier. It's more attenuation. Yeah, but I mean overall. You know, three really good beers. You know, stuff to be proud of. Uh, you know, some tweaks that I would make to make it like you know the greatest beer in the world. But uh, other than that, uh, that's some good stuff. Good job there, John. Was the I seven the one that was also kind of the rye spice? Yeah, that's the spicy one, right? Yeah. Right, right. You were saying uh, rye IPA, which I would agree with. Well, we were having a nice discussion about it because I uh, that spice to me is real familiar with rye, um, and but but tasty was was really picking up a hop spice too. And I kind of hope it was both because it was really a good marriage yeah. between the two. So I hope he had just some spicy hops in there to I cover it up. I think it might have been both. Now that I think about it, but I, I was definitely picking up the spiciness from the hops. Yeah, uh, nice beers all around. So I do appreciate it, John. I, I wish we had a little more documentation. If you guys give us beer, you know, please feel free to throw your recipes in there, even if we're just on the road and passing through, because you know. We don't just like to, to drink it. I know it sounds like we just like to drink it, but we really want to talk we about it. We'll get some or something. We enjoy talking. Yeah. Even if it's off the air, we enjoy talking about it. So uh, please include stuff when you can. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, Tasty and I, we did our own little road trip out to uh, Sack Brewing Company. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we actually uh, uh, planned to meet out there on Saturday, and uh, I put that on Facebook, and I put it on Twitter. Yep. So if you're if you're around, you know you want to sign up for uh, the uh, the the Facebook thing on the internets there. Yeah, and uh, you know sign up as the friends, 
and uh, you know you'll you get, get the messages for the for the uh, the twittering thing. I get your tweets. You're you the only person that I I mean I follow others but I don't you know you can right. actually sign up so that it sends a message to your phone every time it happens and Jamil's the only one I sign up for cuz I like to listen cuz you only cuz you promised <laughs> me that you'd only post when you're talking about beer. Right, right. And that I always like to hear you do so I signed up for him. So it's, I always get him. It's almost always, you know, it's it's 95 96% what I'm drinking. What mm-hmm. I'm pouring and I'll include a picture if I can. Yeah. And then uh we should have had a picture of all those teams. We had the only exception I've been making is uh, is <laughs> Chad just brought me a great big glass of just this killer beer he's got. What um, you made? Yeah, just fantastic. <clears throat> that was a perfect balance this last time. I I was impressed. Um, but the only other thing I'll throw in there is, hey, you know, Tasty and I are going to be at uh, you know Sack Brewing Company. Uh, you know, come on out and join up with us. Have some beers. So I'll throw that in there too. So if you if you sign up for Twitter, Facebook, and all that stuff, it's Twitter dot com slash Mister Multi. Twitter dot com slash Mister Multi. If you want to go do it, and then you can get uh, Jamil's tweets. You can look at it right now. There's a whole bunch of them, and you do you include a lot of pictures of the beer, which is cool too. Yeah. So if I can include a picture, I will. So uh, you guys want you had a, you had like a beer date, you two, you and Tasty? Yeah. Yes, we did. Is that what yeah. I got Twittered about? Was a beer? Well, my date? regular my regular crew was out of town, so yeah, so he was desperate. <laughs> He called Jamil. It was either Jamil or JP. Well, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm, said, I'm one. Says I shouldn't respond to that. I'm one step above JP, apparently. Apparently, because <laughs> you know, just barely. And then, and, and then no comment. And then uh, you know, where he lives and where I live, I'm like, hey, you know, well, if we're heading out there, yeah, come on by my house, and we'll go from here. We'll carpool, and you know, we'll head on up there. And he's like, uh, no, I think it'd be better if. If I just went straight there, you know. <laughs> he didn't want to go to your compound. He doesn't want to go by my house. Yeah, doesn't doesn't want to no, go by no, the Pope Estate. I, I, I wanted to go to Sack Brewing. I know if I'd have gone you know, by your house, we'd still be there. Right. Well, because he gives me shit all the time about, oh, you know, I don't taste your beers. I'm like, well, you know, I got like this big ass stack of beers that are uh, getting old. Let's like, come yeah, on well, by I'm, and I'm drink them. I'm talking about delivered beer. I mean, I mean, beer you put in front of me. Not like I have to go to your house and go over there and. <laughs> You know, look through your Still refrigerator. Still never been to my house. <laughs> look at look at your marriage videotape, you yeah. know, all of that. Read to your you kids know. and stuff hey. like that. <laughs> you know. Police say came by my house. He did? Yeah. Police say he's been by my house. Has uh, Chad been by your house? Uh, no, Chad's not been by my house. Justin's been by my house. Yeah, I ha- not the new house. I, I, I was old by the house. old house. I, the old house. Yeah, I was right. by the house, not right. the compound. Right. Um, Regan Dillon's been by my house. Chris Graham's been by my house. Chris White's been by my house. That's right. You know? <laughs> Tasty. Huh. Tasty. How about that? Well, I'm sleeping you know. pretty good at night, but I will get over there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. I don't know. He was seemed uh, a tad put off by the suggestion that he should stop by my house. Yeah. Well, where did you guys meet instead, then? <laughs> we met at Sack Brewing Company. Okay. Right, which is where I wanted... I've never been there. I wanted to go there. And he yeah. showed up fashionably like an hour late. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, you know, I just couldn't quite make it out there on time. Well, you yeah. know. He shows Eyes up like closed. an hour early. He shows up. So between the two, he's like ready to rock when I get there. Was, uh, was Yeah, I'm like six pints into it when he gets there. <laughs> Great. See, that's when he, I, he... He's a smart guy. That's when you're the most fun, Jamil. He's like, ah, <laughs> right. I'm going to wait till he has a few. Well, oh, yeah. We, we end up splitting the tab, you know. Me with my six pints and him with tasting half a sampler. <laughs> yeah. Split it down the middle. Yeah, there but I got go. the benefit of your altered personality. Yeah. <laughs> Just priceless. Yes. Was Peter there? Was the brewmaster hanging out? No, he, no. he, he responded back on Facebook, but uh, we okay. did not see him there. 
But uh, we they had. Uh, and you must have sent a message up to comp our beers, but it didn't quite make it all the way through. Probably. <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah. I'm sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did get two uh, two two uh, taster sizes for free. Oh, okay. I think he felt sorry for us. Right after we ordered, so after we ordered sixty yeah. on our own, <laughs> he's like. I'll throw two in for you because nice. we were trying to get like a special uh, yeah, we wanted to mix collection it. of samplers. He's yeah. like, no, I can't do that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, we'll just buy everything then. <laughs> I can see your point. There's not a lot of perks that come along with being with the Brewing Network. Free beer is, is usually one of them. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And then we, usually, you know, we have to beg The one for it. thing we count on. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, so when we don't get that, we're like, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we had a great time. It's great food, great beer. They had uh, 25 different IPAs yeah. from around the area. Right. Uh, different breweries. Oh, that's on. great. <laughs> Twenty five different IPAs. And uh, Sac so Brew had cool. had two of those, and uh, they man, they held up really well against everybody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's a good brewer. Yeah, like yeah, beer. Peter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was it was good stuff. And uh, there was even a uh, uh, Firestone Walker Union Jack. Mm-hmm. He uh, dry hopped it and uh, with some additional Centennial and put it on cask. Wow, that was pretty cool too. I and, bet. Uh, and uh, great stuff. Great Basin with their icky. They mm-hmm. had sent down their icky. And I'm proud to say their icky stood up in, you know, a sampling of like uh, a dozen of these things. That didn't include Pliny. Or, no, that it? included Pliny. Pliny well, Pliny's uh, definitely up there. Definitely <laughs> yeah. one of the best. Um, but uh, the icky was in there. I mean, <laughs> that was, yeah, a, yeah, that was in still a, quite a nice IPA. Yeah. yeah, you're a big fan of Great Basin. Well, just, you know... That that time I was, I was passing through there and I got that fifty point, yeah, example of of what you know great beer is mm-hmm. and it was that 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 icky, and I really just absolutely loved it and you know I was thinking oh you know well, how much is it you know the experience how much is it you know the beer and all that and having it uh, again in a separate location amongst a bunch of different other beers. You know, it was still a really great IPA, yeah. no matter what. You know, it's still in the in the you know upper forties type of beer. I was very pleased. Good. So it wasn't all just oh, you know, I was all warm and fuzzy with the moment. It was a great beer, and then I had it at just the perfect time and made it made it that perfect experience. So yeah, the good thing cool. about a lot of those little festivals, especially because we don't usually get Great Basin down here, is you know that that beer is brewery fresh. Yeah. So especially if it's going to be an IPA or a double IPA. It got sent straight to Sac Brew for that uh, for that festival. So good time to try small breweries. Cool. Well, and speaking of breweries, what's our uh, challenge today, Justin? All right. George Pillman from New Hampshire wrote in, and I want to preface this by saying this is one of uh, you know Chad grew up with this brewery, so this is the brew you know where Sierra Nevada got me into beer. This is the brewery that got Chad into beer. Captain Crunch Brewery. Captain Crunch is the. <laughs> Magic Hat number nine is the uh, challenge for you guys today, which is a, a nice beer. And uh, Chad, is this one of the beers that that, that got you into the in, into grew beer? up on it? Yeah, oh. absolutely. Because Magic Hat has a lot of beer. Oh yeah, but this is like his, his, in other words, his dad put a nipple on the bottle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So mine's sleeping well in the crib. Well, yeah. Just when I really got into craft beer, I mean, I moved to Vermont, and this was like two blocks from me. Fell in love with the beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, five dollar growlers when I moved there. 2002, 2003, so. $5 yeah. growlers. Five, yeah. Once you get a growler, five bucks a refill. Well, those are old prices. Nice. Can't go wrong. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have lived through that. That's great. I, Two I, blocks. I, I like the Magic Hat breweries uh, and beers, and I actually have a Magic Hat t-shirt, even. Cool. Hmm. Number nine, f- or? 
It just says Magic Hat in cool. like a circle with a bunch of different text in it. They're they're kind of crazy dudes out there. They, they got like some weird kind of. Uh, I like I like the vibe of Magic Hat. You you guys did a uh, Sunday show with them, right? We did, and the the brewer was cool, and uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun with him. You can tell how laid back they are as a brewery. What's surprising when you when you see how laid back they are and you talk to them a little bit is is also how big they're becoming. They're mm-hmm. they're they're producing a lot of beer. Yeah, they're they're well known. And so George is a big fan, and he's a big fan of the number nine, and uh, mm-hmm. he wants to know if you guys can you brew it. Yeah, well, uh, what we did is we talked to Matt Cohen at uh, Magic Hat. He's the head brewer there, and he helped us out with uh, some tips on how to brew this thing. Okay, so my double IPA has an ABV of seven point five and a clarity of brilliant. So that's a plus eight. I pour it. Sorry, looks like she found it unpalatable. Shut up, Doug. My creek gets a plus ten versus girls because it's a fruit beer. You can't open the bottle, and she walks over to the guy with the Pinot Grigio. This sucks. Ugh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Non-alcoholics Anonymous? Dude, get out of here. We're in the middle of a brew session. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Have you ever been called upon to explain why it's named India Pale Ale? Do you burp Y Yeast 3522 and Crap Cascade? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Tongue Splitter. I've got Twy Hops stuck in my braces. And the burp. And barrel porter. Now on tap in the Mose Eisley Cantina. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. White Labs, your source for maltose mowing monsters, announces the White Labs Platinum lineup for 2009. Looking for out-of-the-ordinary yeast to make the best beer possible? The Platinum strains from White Labs are only available for a limited time and make your homebrew stand out. Through February, find Australian Ale, Essex Ale, and Dusseldorf Alt Yeast. March and April, it's Nottingham Ale, Abbey 4, and Mexican Lager Yeast. And May through June, don't miss Premium Bitter Ale, Belgian Wit 2, and Belgian Bastogne Ale Yeast. Keep up with all the great yeasts in the White Labs Platinum Program at whitelabs.com, where you can also join the White Labs Customer Club. Brew with the freshest and most unique yeast with the White Labs 2009 Platinum Strains. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, Special Rotating Taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. 
Organic ingredients. Fresh, clean, good for you, good for the planet. And Seven Bridges has the best selection in the world. Everything is a click away at breworganic.com. Join the mailing list for special deals and regular updates about new products and specials. They have been brewing organic and serving organic brewers for almost 12 years. They can help you brew great organic beer. Take the National Organic Brewing Challenge, the only BJCP-sanctioned nationwide brewing competition just for organic beers. Enter the competition by October 10th for your chance to win great prizes, including a hands-on brewing experience at an organic brewery, brewing equipment, or organic brewing ingredients. Complete details about the competition are online at breworganic.com slash competition. Seven Bridges is cooperatively owned in awesome Santa Cruz, California. Everyone there is dedicated to worker and people-friendly business practices and environmentally friendly worker-friendly brewing products whenever possible. Visit today, breworganic.com. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. I'm speaking with Matt Cohen, uh, head brewer, or also known as Dude of Dichotomy and Devilry, at Magic Hat Brewing Company. Hey, Matt, how you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you. So, Matt, one of the things I was curious about is kind of your history. How how did you become a brewer? Uh, you know, how long have you been with Magic Hat? Tell us a little yeah, bit well, about I, I, where you came from. I was, believe it or not, I was an uh, anthropology archaeology major back in college. I minored in drinking beer, and uh, one of the things that really fascinated me um, in studying different cultures was that every culture had some type of fermented beverage. So I began tinkering around with a lot of these different recipes in my dorm room and uh, really began a passion for making beer and making great beer. And after school, I decided that I really wanted to make this my profession. So I got my feet wet. I was doing a lot of home brewing at the time, but I decided to make the plunge into uh, professional brewing, and I started working at a small brew pub, cleaning kegs, filling growlers, getting some experience. Well, I absolutely loved it, but I I really wanted to um, work it with, in a commercial setting. So I put an application with uh, Magic Hat at the time. This was ten years ago, and at that time, Magic Hat was doing about uh, ten thousand barrels of beer a year, a small little brewery. And we just moved to a new facility in South Burlington. And I knocked on their door, sent my resume, and uh, they told me that I could, uh, they couldn't pay me, but that they could put me to work. So I was so excited. I said, when can I start? And uh, the rest is history. I've I've been part of uh, this company now for 10 years and seen it grow very rapidly. We grow about 30% every year. And... Last year, we produced 130,000 barrels of beer, so it's mm-hmm. been quite a ride. Now, on the on the beers that you make, you guys have quite a variety. Uh, you have your year-round beers. You got your number nine and and uh, uh, your uh, uh, your okay, I, yeah. and and you've also got your your seasonals and uh, your websites. Get your humdingers, your variety packs, your odd notions, um, oft ones. So. Um, you know all these recipes that have come and gone and uh, are are yet to 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 come out. Um, how much role do you play in in developing these? 
I play a, a very big role. We we have a, a group, a new product development group, and um, as you mentioned before, uh, we have crazy names here. My title is the Due to Dichotomies and Devilry. And for each one of our groups that we have for our meetings, we have names as well. And our new product development's name is Waffen, and that stands for What's Our Effin' Name. <laughs> and uh, Waffen meets um, a couple times a year, and we'll go over um, some ideas for producing uh, different types of beers. And to give you a little bit of background on our brewing philosophy here, we, we our main uh, objective is to make beer that's really interesting and unique. And to do that, we don't brew to historical styles. So we know the styles, we understand the styles, and we get a lot of inspiration from from the historical styles, but we like to mix them around a little bit to try to uh, create new drinking experiences for the consumer. So we'll meet, we'll we'll talk about some ideas, and for each idea... I'll go back and I have a um, little Sabco uh, system. It's a 15-gallon uh, homebrew system, and that's where I will create uh, a few different examples for each idea that that we come up with. So, for instance, perhaps we're we're thinking about doing an IPA. I'll go and I'll make three or four different IPAs, and then I'll bring it back to the table a, a few weeks later, and Waffen will sample the beers and. Usually the, the, the beer that in its final form is not on the table, but perhaps we like the color from one and we like the bitterness from another. So I'll go back and take all of the direction and then we'll put it into develop a, another beer and I'll make another test batch. Um, from there, we, we have a, uh, our old brew house, which is for sale, all you home brewers. It's a 50-barrel system, so if you're looking for to really make it a plunge to the next step, well... Give me a call, that's a, but uh, that's a big plunge. Sales pitch. <laughs> it's a huge plunge, but uh, yes, we have a fifty-barrel system, and we will um, brew up a small batch, and we'll we'll um, sell that batch um, either out of our artifactory, or perhaps as one of our odd notions, and from from there it can go to a seasonal, and then or, or it can go directly to a year-round. So uh, we we're always. Be, um, brewing a lot of different styles, and, and uh, that's what makes it a lot of fun. So here's how I imagine the uh, the new products group is at a a mega brewery. It's um, how marketable do we think this beer would be? Can we sell it to three quarters of the world's population? No, oh, sorry, <laughs> not going to make it. Here's how I imagine it goes at Magic Hat. Oh, dude, that's a really cool idea. I don't know if anybody yeah. like it, but that's really cool. We got to do it. So, wow. Have you been to one of these meetings? Because that, <laughs> that is exactly how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Now, we, we are very, um, we try to be very creative here. Um, we we have a, a, some really strong um, year-round beers, and those beers we feel are very accessible to a wide range of people. But um, we also do this, some of this uh, this wacky stuff, this off the wall stuff, and uh, we have a program for that, and that program is called Odd Notion, mm-hmm. and that's where we have six different beers throughout the course of the year, where we're able to really showcase some of our talents, and, and uh, they're not all home runs, but uh, I'd like to think they're pretty close. Well, and uh, without uh, you know 
spilling the beans too much, can you give us any um, hints as to what might be coming uh, down the pipe uh, in the near future? I, I I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you, right? Is that how it goes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we right. yeah, we've got some um, for 2010. Uh, we're we're just putting together the list uh, right now, okay. but um, for the rest of 2009. We are working on a Belgian stout. Ooh. Um, it's kind of going to be a, an export stout with uh, Belgian yeast strains, a little bit mm-hmm. a unique twist on that. Um, we're also going to be doing a, uh, a very large beer, which we don't, uh, which I'm not typically uh, a big fan of, but we're going to be doing a really heavily hopped IPA for you hopheads out there. I'm not anti-hops, but uh, mm-hmm. for me, I, I typically like my beers to have a little bit more balance than some of these uh, IPAs out there today. Because boy, are they bitter! But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give it a shot. We're gonna do a hundred IBU IPA, and uh, that's gonna be as part of the Notion program. Uh, that's gonna be draft only. Um, right now, we have a rice lager that we did. We used twenty percent rice and uh, used some dark malt, so it's kind of uh, similar to a Vienna-style lager, but it has a real uh, nice drinkability uh, that comes from the rice. That's fantastic. I I really love the creative nature of Magic Hat. Thank you. Well, and one of the beers that uh, our listeners have requested, and is I got to imagine it's one of your um, uh, mainstays of your, of your uh, brewery, is the number nine. Uh, oh, not- yeah quite pale ale yeah number nine is is our flagship beer and uh it is a beer that's first started as a seasonal beer here and then it became a year-round um the people were demanding it and it is really uh stood the test of time i believe and i think that number nine has really helped grow this whole craft beer movement up in the East Coast um, because I believe it it's truly is a very accessible beer and even for your diehard American light lager drinkers when they try number nine most people are pleasantly uh, surprised they really enjoy the beer it's very well balanced it does have some nice malt character um and it has uh, a nice hop presence at 20 IBUs. And then with our, our house yeast, which is an English ale yeast, uh, which creates a lot of fruity esters during the fermentation, and those esters are reminiscent of strawberries or, or bananas. Uh, mm. these, these esters really work well with the apricot flavoring that we use in the beer. And uh, we use this apricot flavoring at very low levels, uh, definitely compared to other fruit beers out on the market. Number nine um, has very low levels of, of uh, fruit flavoring, and that it's been so successful because those fruit those fruit flavors meld with the fruit fruity esters and the, the sweetness from the malt, and then that nice balance from the bitterness of the hops, and and it's just a very pleasurable drinking experience. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, ABV is only four point six, so it's it's something uh, uh, a little lower than uh, what you might find at a lot of breweries. But um, 
you know, one of the things I love about a slightly lower ABV is uh, you can drink more of them. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I don't know, it's just an easier drinking experience. It's more of, you know, getting closer to a, a session beer. And I like to drink lots of beer. I don't like to yeah. uh, be totally trashed. So I, I love those, right. uh, those lower alcohol beers. Yeah, yeah, that's for me. That's that's that truly is a passion of mine. Uh, I I'm the same way. I love to drink. I love to drink a lot, and uh, but I, I don't necessarily want to feel the effects of a seven percent beer. Mm-hmm. So, I you know the, the the art is how to create these session beers and yet have not sacrifice flavor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. Um, I, I hope, you know, you, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard a lot about this, um, the, the crisis in the industry the last few years in terms of malt prices and hop prices. And if there's any good thing that's going to come out of this, and I think there will be plenty of good things, but I hope that as brewers and as, as a craft beer community, we're learning how to be, how to use the, the resources uh, a little bit better and how to um, kind of get back to to balance. I think for 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 a while we were really off chasing this uh, high alcohol, highly hopped mm-hmm. beer, and that became the uh, what was getting all the attention. And that was really the direction that the industry seemed to be heading. Mm-hmm. Now with uh, hops at thirty dollars a pound, you know, it's it, it becomes uh, very difficult. To to uh, to hop your sparge water as some people were doing, but <laughs> uh, so I think that hopefully we learn as a community and have a newfound appreciation for these lower alcohol, uh, lower hop beers, but at the same time not sacrifice full flavor. Yeah, well, and the artistry of using the the, the tools that you have or the the palette of flavors that you have to create a beer that's interesting, flavorful, enjoyable, highly drinkable, um, and you know, not just go the the more, 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 more with disregard to you know what the actual impact is. I, you know, I can enjoy those beers, but it's kind of a special case. I like I like beers I can I can enjoy uh, multiple pints of, and and this is really one of them. Can you? Uh, I've got some numbers from the website, and it's uh, you know ABV okay. four point six, uh, starting gravity of eleven Plato. Yep. Uh, Twenty IBU SRM a nine. Um, yep. And I can I can calculate the finishing from that. Um, can you help us out with uh, the the grain bill on this? It says pale and crystal. Uh, is yeah. this the, well, the is this the crisp? Uh, uh, Pale malt. Uh, yes, yes, it's a crisp uh, pale malt, and uh, we will also. It's very, very straightforward. It's uh, it's about ninety eight percent pale and two uh, percent crystal. So uh, that's where we get our. The crystal will give a little bit of color and a little bit of residual sweetness. And uh, as you mentioned, you can calculate it out. But the, the final gravity that we shoot for is typically about. Uh, Two to to two point one degrees Plato, and uh, that will get us our uh, four point six. Uh-huh. And that crystal malt is that a what a crystal eighty or? Yeah, it's a crystal eighty. That's correct. And how about the hops? Uh, the website uh, lists the uh, Cascade and Columbus. Yeah, yeah. Um, we 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 use Columbus as kind of our workhorse here at the brewery. Um, 
for all for the majority of our beers, we we will use Columbus as the main bittering hop. I feel it offers uh, obviously very high alpha acid. It's typically about fifteen percent plus, and uh, it's a very clean bitterness. I, I really like it. And what's interesting about these newer varieties of of bittering hops is that they also possess some great aromatic properties as well. So Columbus is really unique, really strong, really pungent. And we do a beer called High PA, which is our spring seasonal. And that beer is, we use just Columbus, and we use it uh, both for bittering and for aroma. So uh, if, you, if, you, if you don't know what Columbus smells like, definitely give it a try. Go to your homebrew supply shop and pick up some. It, it might be a little difficult to use for homebrewers because you're doing such small quantities. Um, and uh, when you use a high alpha hop, you know, you, you're not going to be adding too much of it, but uh, mm-hmm. do your math. Know hopefully you, you have a good understanding of the utilization of your system, mm-hmm. and uh, factor those the utilization in, and uh, and go give it a try. So Columbus in number nine is the bittering hop, and then we'll do a cascade addition about uh, thirty minutes into the boil. Mm-hmm. And how long is your boil? We'll boil for sixty minutes long. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, what about mash temp on this? As, as with uh, most of our beers, we'll do a single-step infusion mash, and we do that for number nine at 152 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. And you're using your uh, uh, English ale yeast uh, yeah. for this beer as well. And uh, what do you ferment this, this uh, beer out at? We ferment it at 68 degrees. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, do you make any water adjustments for this beer? Very slight. Uh, our water here comes from Lake Champlain, uh, the home of Champ, the lake monster. There was a recent sighting, too. Check it out on YouTube. But uh, we d- it's very neutral water, which is fortunate for us, and uh, we don't really have to take anything away. So we will add a uh, small amount of gypsum and uh, to give a little bit of hardness to the water. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, do you have any other uh, tips on the uh, apricot flavoring? You, you said uh, very low levels. Um, are, you, are you tossing in uh, uh, a few ounces in 60 barrels, or are you going... Uh, uh, well, I can't, I can't, that I can't, I can't tell you exactly. But what I can tell you about the the flavoring is that, um, as I mentioned before, it is very low levels. So um, we will Super. add it in our bright tank and then filter the beer into bright tanks. So uh-huh. you, you, we add it at the last step of the process. So okay. as a home brewer, uh, I would recommend uh, fermenting the beer out completely and then pulling a sample. Mm-hmm. And um, adding some apricot flavoring till you get uh, to achieve the correct balance, mm-hmm. um, and that's really for all of our beers. That's what we strive for. It's balance. How do we make a balanced drinking experience? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, any other tips for uh, brewing this beer? Any other advice for home brewers on I'm just brewing great beer in general? Yeah. Well, great, great, great uh, beer and starts with uh, great yeast, healthy yeast. Um, we make the wort, the, the yeast makes the beer, mm-hmm. and we want to keep those guys happy, keep them working, and make sure that you're starting with a pure culture. 
and that you have a correct pitching rate and oxygen. You want to add a, a lot of oxygen during knockout and, uh, and then the, as best as possible keep control of your uh, fermentation temperature. And if you do that, you'll produce some clean beer for sure. Excellent. Thank you so much, but, Matt, uh, for... I was just going to say, and oh, go but for homebrewers, most importantly, it's just have fun and uh, try things out. And the the internet is a great resource for 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 looking things up. I, I look to the homebrew community often because, as I mentioned, we do some really crazy things. But no matter how crazy it is, chances are someone's done it before you. So <laughs> you can learn from their from their mistakes or from their success. So go out there, read up. Talk to people, talk to join a homebrewing club, and have fun and enjoy the beer. I think that's fantastic advice, Matt. And thank you for uh, spending time with us today and uh, uh, giving us uh, so many uh, great tips on brewing uh, uh, number nine. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing more of your uh, very interesting beers coming out of uh, your creative lab there. Uh, I know if I'm ever in uh, Vermont, I definitely have to stop by Magic Hat. Well, we'll be waiting for you. We'll, we'll, we'll tip back a beer. How's that sound? <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you again, and uh, take care. Thank you. Okay, I rolled a 15, and I get a plus two from my yeast starter. Nope, sorry. You failed your roll. Your beer is infected. No way. You had to be to 24. It's schizosaccharomyces. This sucks. I just failed versus oxidation. Our party is fracked. Doug's the only one left, and his beer is a Berliner Weiss. What's this? A tea party? Hey, this is a brew session, man. Get lost. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Does your significant other know the difference between an Irish red ale and a Flanders red ale? Do you burp, strizzle, spalt, and fart Why yeast 2308? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the socially awkward Patters beer and the sci-fi convention showstopper number eight make 10th level at northernbrewer.com Nico listen our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour and after this we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting kids. come on let's get out of here I'm supposed to have more lines I'm the professional <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. 
European Army members. Are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Hollertower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate shipping and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a Brewing Network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty crispness you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Live. Beer Radio, the Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put yeah. some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. It's beer. <laughs> Network. Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right, we're back. We're talking Magic Hat number nine. And this was Tasty's challenge. And, uh, you know, when Tasty and I met up at uh, Sacramento Brewing Company, we uh, part of it was to figure out the dosing of the apricot extract, right? Yeah, because this is an apricot beer. So, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, just, well, like, just like Matt said in the interview, that, uh, you know, you have to kind of like put some in and see how it goes, kind of like, you know, dial it in kind of thing, so. Yeah, he talks Which about how, my how, experience with fruit beers. how subtle it needs to be. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, they don't advertise as a fruit beer. It's, no. uh But it's it's pretty prominent. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah more than I thought it would be, actually, because I never had the beer before. Right, right. Yeah, yeah it, it, it it stands out. Yeah. And it, it took a little dialing in. We we kept going back and forth, back and forth between... Like, well, yeah, you know, the first thing we did is we smelled the uh, the Magic Hat number 9, the real beer, and go, wow, that's pretty apricot and then just to get it at that level took a whole bunch of drops. And then we're like, well, once we taste it, once it warmed up, it's like, well. We overdid it, yeah. It's uh, half that amount. So so what was the, the recipe you ended up with in, in the end? All right. Well, here, here's what we did. For a uh, six-gallon batch or 22.7 liters um, with an uh, uh, initial gravity of uh, 1045 or 11.2 Play-Doh, and uh, final gravity, which is what I got of uh, of ten eleven or two point eight Plato, 
I think Matt uh, had mentioned uh, finishing at 2 or 2.2 or something like that. I, I just, uh, the beer wouldn't do that for me. But I, I did achieve uh, 74.9% attenuation. 2.1 Plato, he said. Oh, yeah. Is that what he said, 2.1? Yep. Yeah, I got 2.8. Uh, so I got a 74.9% attenuation, apparent attenuation, and uh, 4.5% alcohol, I think his might be 4.6. So you can kind of see what's going on there. I didn't quite get it down as far as uh, he does. Uh, it's got IBUs at 21.1 by formula. It's got uh, SRM of 6. Now, I, I boiled mine uh, for 90 minutes. Uh, I, I probably, I know that he said he does it for 60. Um, it's, I, I, when I look at my boil, I always look at it as a, uh, maybe just a little bit understated. And I'm at a sometime, and uh, a lot of the commercial boils I've seen have seemed to be more, uh, just better flame patterns and just better boils in general. So I, I hesitate to do a 60-minute uh, homebrew uh uh, boil. So I did 90. Uh, came up with uh, my formula pre boil volume of 7.7, which I did hit, and a pre boil gravity of uh, uh, 10.036 or 9 Plato. The, uh, and all this is based on a per ounce efficiency of like 70%, and uh, I think everything else is pretty much like uh, we always do. So for grain, uh, Came up with uh, uh, 9.92 pounds or, or 4.5 kilograms of uh, pale malt, uh, Maris Otter specifically, and then just uh, 0.20 pounds are uh, 90.7 grams of uh, Crystal uh, 80. And then uh, for hops, I uh, chose uh, or I used, uh, this is for again six gallons. A quarter ounce of uh, Columbus uh, at 60 minutes and uh, 14 grams of uh, Cascade at uh, 30 minutes, those two additions. Um, so we, um, to get this uh, this wort, uh, we uh, did a, the mash was uh, 152 degrees for uh, R67C for 45 minutes and uh, raised it up to 165 and mash out or 76C uh, for 15 minutes and uh, sparged uh, at uh, 170F or 77C for about 45 minutes. The yeast uh, I used, which is what uh, Matt recommended, was uh, English Ale, which is WLP002, and uh, some reason I don't have the Y yeast equivalent down here. Many of you know it. And uh, fermented at uh, 68F or 20C. And... Uh, Matt, did you do a gypsum addition to the I, water? Matt had mentioned a small gypsum addition. Yeah, I thought I wrote that on here. Let me see here. They use that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I yeah. Water. Well, I, I use uh, 110 parts per uh, per million of calcium in, in my standard water, and I think that would that more than qualify for what he was talking about. So, my well, my water is pretty calcified to begin with. Right, so I think I'm I'm in good shape there. Okay. Uh, the this beer I actually made um, this beer that we, we that I brought today is like uh, what is it uh, nine or ten days old. I uh, made it in a hurry and got it ready in a hurry, and here it is right. today, all just uh, you, right out of the brewery. You did a yeoman's job of uh, racing <laughs> this through, so we would have something to do on this show oh, today. <laughs> I'm trying to imply that we're not like really prepared for these things, and. Uh, 
I'm just implying that without you, we would have been screwed and not had a show today. So, no uh, show. Yeah, 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 I think you you did great off of that. Okay. Um, well, and so here's the recipe, and this is along the lines of what Matt was saying. Uh, the question is, is this cloned or not cloned? Why don't we start with uh, Justin today? What have, you, what have you got for us? You, you think this was cloned or not cloned? This one was easy. Uh, even right from the aroma, uh, color, every, every bit of it, uh, I say cloned. Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. cloned. Um, just that great apricot flavor. Um, I think ours was a little, uh, just had a fantastic fresh. We actually had our, our commercial sample shipped from the East Coast mm-hmm. so that we wouldn't get that whole travel Chad's in between. Dad. Oh, Chad's yeah. dad sent that. Yeah, Chad's dad yeah. got in there. and uh, He sent us a whole 12-pack. So nice. big, uh, big shout-out to Chad's dad, yeah. buddy. Thanks, awesome. Bob. came through big time. Yeah, Bob hooked us up with a fresh uh, sample from the mm-hmm. East Coast. Mm-hmm. A six-pack or a 12-pack? A 12-pack. Yeah. Oh, say he hit 12-er? Yeah. He's not going to bring it small. That's how he rolls. He's going to bring it big. And yeah. he only brought one bottle, Tasty? What the... Well, Tasty's got to get his commission for Someone's brewing. Someone's hoarding all the beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy, I'd like to see your kegerator, Tasty. No more uh, samples to Tasty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right, well, no, I, absolutely clone. Every bit of it. I, I enjoy, uh, Good beer and, and, and well done, Tasty. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Usually right. I have something to complain about. <laughs> well, you still have things to complain about, but that's all personal. Not, yeah. So, Chad, what do you think? Is it clone? Not clone. 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 Yep. I, I thought the Magic Hat was a little crisper. There's a, that Magic Hat house flavor. Uh-huh. Um, if you had their other beers, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, very close. E- e- a little malty. I, I thought McDo's was a little malty. Oh, you know, that's it. That's it. Well, and here's the thing. All right, so so we're sitting at Sack Brewing, and he, he pours these things, and I know which is which. Oh, we're doctoring the beers to, to decide Doctor, how many drops. Trying to yeah. adjust the amount of apricot, and I noticed that McDo's is slightly darker, and uh, I believe it is maltier. You know, again, that may be color playing that perception in my mind. It's like, oh well, that's darker, that's maltier, or whatever. And you know, I felt that you know when when we were adding the apricot to it, I, I felt that the Magic Hat was crisper, uh, a little drier, a little fruitier, and the the homebrew version took some effort to with the the apricot to kind of get it up to that level. Sure. Now, here in the studio, we do these blind tastings, right? And one of the things was I, I noticed the, the color difference. So I'm like, all right, I need to close my eyes. So I closed my eyes. I had Justin shuffle the cups around. He knew, he didn't know which was which. But I, I did from the color. And McDowell's was slightly darker. And I could pick it up from that. So I closed my eyes. And Justin shuffled those around. And then I sampled them. And I kept my eyes closed the entire time. I didn't, you know, and I described what I was tasting and I, I went through, you know, the crispness of one and the more apricotty of one. And the other one was a little uh, biscuitier and a little maltier. But <laughs> based off of that, I called McDole's the Magic Hat number nine. And I called the Magic Hat number nine McDole's. So I had them reversed from what so they you really had a, were. you had a third beer in there, which is what your memory is of Magic Hat number nine. Exactly. Right. And I, I had it straight from the bottle. Uh, you know, there was. Uh, I, I drank it. I tasted. It. I was like, "This is what it is." And with my eyes closed, when I had to pick between the two beers, which one was that beer? I picked McDoles. Yeah. So I call that cloned. And absolutely, <laughs> that no, is absolutely the definition of cloned. I had it Saturday. Today's Monday, and my memory of it Saturday, my memory of it today, 
I call it cloned. I mean, it, you can't get much closer than that. Now, the, the color is slightly off, slightly darker, but, Mike, you were saying uh, you boiled 90 Well, yeah, so I did the 90-minute the boil, so I think that Somebody might have something. It may back. have something to do with well, it. Well, this is a pretty light beer, so, you know, something like that could make a difference. Yeah, when you're doing light beers, one of the things is, you know, slight differences in, uh, you know, your boil, uh, oxidation, uh, you know, the color of the malts that you're using, uh, amounts of the malts that you're using. If you're off by just a fraction, they have a radical difference in a lighter color beer. So that's one tip to take away from this show. If you're if you're trying to clone something, uh, you know, light color, uh, you know, pay attention to the amounts that, that you're measuring. Pay attention yeah. to all those things, the boils, uh, the vigor of your boil. All that stuff is going to have some impact on it. And, you know, generally... Um, in in a lot of beers, especially you're only talking a couple percentage points of uh, you know this crystal malt. Yeah, two percent. If you, you know if you get a crystal malt from one supplier or another, you know ten love a bond one way or another may not seem like much, and flavor wise it'll be just fine. But color can be skewed by that, so you wanna you wanna pay attention to that as well. So what did you think, Mike? What what, would you change anything in this beer, or, you, or you, huh. would you keep it the same? You, you call this cloned? No, I would, no, yeah, I call it cloned under that rule, actually, where uh, what would I change in the recipe? And I wouldn't change a thing. I would, might, you know, uh, cut back on the boil time a little bit, or uh, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't change the recipe at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I say it's cloned. Right. And I think that's an excellent uh, uh, measure of, of whether something's cloned or not is, would you change the recipe? If you wouldn't change the recipe, then then the recipe is cloned. It's just a, a matter of process, and right. you know your process can be, uh, you know, so half-assed that uh, you you get end up with a sour beer or a funky beer <laughs> or something under attenuated or over attenuated or whatever, and that's uh, you know part of part of the process. So right. uh, you still wouldn't change the recipe because you're you know don't know what you're doing. Right. You'd you'd only uh, you know change your process. So now what I would change uh, definitely cloned. is maybe the number the you know different uh, variety of uh, apricot flavoring. Uh huh. You know mine tend to be more on the uh, uh, you know flavor side, whereas what they're using seems to be more like based on aroma because I don't get a whole lot of apricot flavor right, right. in their beer, but I do in, in mine. So. You know, I, I would definitely uh, experiment with some other apricot flavorings and maybe find out what they're using. It's, uh, well, I find that to be true as well. Uh, you know, the the flavoring that you get at homebrew shops, it's in the four ounce bottle. It tends to be flavor, apricot flavor, with, with right. some aroma, but not a lot of, not as much aroma as some other things. Mm-hmm. If you go to a baking section of a store. And you get something like the McCormick or some of the other, those other uh, f- what they call flavorings or extracts. They tend to be a little more aromatic, and that's one of the things I learned with um, mm. uh, like raspberry extract or uh, other you know other fruit extracts or lemon extract or anything like that. When you're doing extract of a beer, you might try a different kind, several types of extract. Uh, I did a BYO article about fruit beers, and that's one of the things I learned was you buy these different kinds of extracts, and some of them are more aromatic, some of them are flavorful. If you you buy some of these extracts, you'll put them in something. You can smell it and in water. You put it and you smell it in the water, and you taste it, and there's no flavor of whatever fruit you're talking about. Right. It's really kind of weird. But if you combine those, you put one with some flavor in there, you put one with some aroma in there, you can get actually quite the impression of a uh, great fruit character. Right. Now, on this one, I think Mike's right. I think you know by the time we add enough 
drops of, of flavoring extract to get the aroma right, it was overboard on flavor. So on this, what 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 would be if you're picking up a apricot extract at your at your homebrew shop? What's the amount that somebody would put in a five gallon or eighteen point nine liter keg? Well, <clears throat> quite a bit by what we did here today. Um, the uh, I would start out. I recommend everybody start out by like you know taking a small glass and putting a couple ounces of uh, of your beer in there. And add like uh, half a dozen drops of the of whatever you've got, whatever extract it is. Swirl mm-hmm. the glass and then and smell it. And uh, you can smell the the uh, the, uh, the uh, fruit uh, aroma. Then you're you're probably almost almost done. If you can't right. smell it, then you're going to have to you know add some more. So add you know like three drops because you're you know assume you're sliding into a, some sort of optimal thing here. So you'll know whether you're. Mm-hmm. Going in too slow or not because it doesn't change much. You know you're you're going to. So anyway, you would you would basically add drops in this two ounce sample until you could just smell the aroma of the fruit. Mm-hmm. You're probably there because that's you know most of the time all you, the the beer itself has enough esters in it that it's if you just add the aroma of the fruit, it's going to taste like that fruit. It's right. just going to be you know the two oh, together. That's, that's so. an excellent excellent point. Right. Uh, so a couple of things though uh, to keep in mind: temperature of the beer. So the beer that you're, I, I would. Uh, I would suggest going out and buying yourself a six pack of Magic Hat Number Nine, <laughs> and uh, you know, tasting them side by side, and uh, yeah. you know, keep them both at the same temperature. Right. So if they're not served at the same temperature, you're not going to get quite the same uh, uh, apricot character. Right. If they are not carbonated the same, you're not going to get quite the same character. Right. You know, one's yeah. going to yeah. outgas a lot more aromatics. One's going to you know retain those aromatics as you know more flavoring, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. And so all these uh, drops were added, like pretty much after carbonation. Yeah, this is all so post-production. This is okay. all. Last okay. thing I did before I brought the beer over was put the required number of drops in here. Gotcha. And 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 I'll tell you what I did and how it comes out, how the math works out. Uh, I added uh, ten drops of uh, of the uh, extract per two ounces of beer, so that t- turns out within a twelve twelve point five ounce uh, bottle of beer, which is what I fill my bottles to. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 63 drops per bottle. So I did that to these bottles. And mm-hmm. if you take and extend that out to 12 ounces per bottle, you know, I mean, uh, 50 cases of uh, 50 bottles of beer per five gallon batch, it comes down to about five ounces of extract. Mm-hmm. And again, I would never take go to the store, and I think they come out in four ounce bottles. Right. I wouldn't take four ounces and dump it in a five gallon keg and say, oh boy, I've got it, let's go. Mm-hmm. I would definitely do what I did to sneak up on it and uh, mm-hmm. see what, because your extract could vary. Your beer could vary. Mm-hmm. You know, just you have to basically do this every time, and you may want to do this portion of the beer rather than the whole amount. Right. And then you can maybe next batch. You know, after you've had it and served it, and people said, "Oh, I like it," or "I don't like it" for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you might want to you know change it up a little bit. Well, you know, I, I I do like the way the apricot balances with the other characters of this beer. Yeah. I think I think that's one of the reasons Magic Hat has done so well with that's, number nine. Yeah, so far. and. Uh, but I'm with you. You know, you, you start out uh, and you, you do your dropping, you do your dosing of your beer, and you taste it, and you make sure it's right. And you say, oh, okay, it's exactly 10 drops per two ounces of beer. And then you say to yourself, all right, so when I go to dose that keg, I'm going to use three quarters of that amount mm. and see how that turns out. Yeah, and I can, you can always add more, sneak up on it, right. uh, you know, or, or add half as much. And, uh you know, see how that turns out. So instead of four ounces for a five-gallon keg, start with three, and see how that tastes. If that if that's good to you, 
great. If, if, if you feel it needs more, you can always add more. You just can't take any away without brewing another batch of beer and blending back. So uh, always start with uh, uh, the... Uh, uh, you per know, bottle, uh, or yeah, and, yeah you know, and, and back from that, you yeah. know, three quarters of that, or or two thirds of that. All right, so why don't we take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, uh, we'll we'll wrap up this this great uh, Magic Cat number nine uh, brew session. Back after this. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP four hundred. What you're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. Send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah, uh, mother. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Have you ever noticed the pathetic look on the face of the brewcaster poster boy? That's the look of a child that survives on ramen noodles and homebrew. Subprime Meltdown doesn't even begin to describe what this kid has been through. He lives this grim existence for his army, the Brewing Network Army. Times are tough for everybody. It's like getting stuck in time two days before payday. Cash is tighter than a posted IOU stuck in a stripper's sweaty G-string. The unicorn's horn is limp and the rainbow has lost its color. But you can help change all that. If you were to take that sparkling change in your pocket and plop it on the table for the BN instead of the extra pint at happy hour, then the world could be a brighter place. When you buy a round for the BN, you buy a round for yourself and your fellow soldiers. And that's what it's all about. That and being entered into the reoccurring donor monthly raffle. So step up and start your own economic stimulus package. For just a few bucks a month, you can stimulate the unicorn, the rainbow, and a brewcaster. Hit that donate button just like you'd hit on that crazy bitch at the bar right after last call. You'll be really happy about it in the morning. And now, suck it, tasty. All right, we're back. We're talking magic at number nine. This was Tasty's challenge, and he cloned it. Clone that mofo. I'll tell you, we are really picky as to whether something's cloned or not. Here, <laughs> he nailed it. <laughs> we, we, I think we we love nothing more than to say. Oh, sorry, bitch. You didn't quite cut it. But I uh, love. The, I, I look forward to making this beer. Actually, uh, even on short notice. In fact, I brewed uh, instead of six ounces. I actually brewed eighteen. Uh, tripled huh. the recipe. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. So I've got uh, lots yeah, of magic nice four point five percent beer. Well, it won't be magic hat. It will be fruitless magic hat. Oh, and but uh, yeah, you don't like for it the with warm the fruit. Weather, well, it's just a distraction, right? It you know, gets in the way of the beer. <laughs> I don't know. I think it adds adds something. That's okay. Well, I'll, like like I say, I can do some with and some with them. Like Justin, some I like ladies, my beers some like I like my men. Uh, <laughs> kind of fruity. Uh, no, no. I've had some bad apricot beers. Yeah, I'm not oh, going to yeah. name any names. No, especially those that begin with a P. No. This is not one of them. This is a nice apricot beer. There aren't too many yeah. out there, though. Where they aren't? I yeah. haven't had too many. Yeah. Too many good ones or too many bad ones? We never ones? ordered them. I, I just, I just never really seen apricot ales, yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I, I disagree. I think it's a popular fruit to put in there. Really? And, uh, huh. yeah. 
Uh, this one's good. And yeah. you did a good job of it. So I say don't, you know, you don't have to make take all 18 gallons and, and not fruit them. Well, I got, I got, well, I got, I don't have 18 gallons. I got three five-gallon cakes. Get with, get with your fruit side. How is the base beer? It's good. I like it. It's good, like, uh, I call it English uh, blonde. Because it's English yeast and Maris Otter. All right. So, uh, Justin, we have any questions on, on the chat for this? Well, just a couple things. One question, and then we're going to have to recap. We're still beta testing the studio. My apologies. Oh, technically We've got some cables going out and things like that. So oh. when Tasty was given the recipe, it was the worst part oh. of our audio. Well, I'll give so it again. I want to make sure you give it again. Okay. Uh, that way everyone gets that. Sure. Um, before we do that, the, the one question was, did you consider using uh, fruit puree instead of the uh, extract that you used? Well, no. I mean, Matt pretty much recommended using some, you know, right. apricot flavorings. I wasn't about to, maybe, you know, try to go out and make a better beer or something like that by using something more, you know, exotic. So no. Okay. Yeah, fruit it, puree is going to give you a, a lot of flavor. And it's not going to give you any aroma, oh, I see. So. or very little aroma and more flavor. So I, you know, when you, when you're looking on this, with a subtle touch of aroma mainly, right, and very little flavor, then I right. think you really want to go extract. And, and again, uh, any, any beer you make, uh, you want to look for the natural uh, fruit aroma that's in the beer, and that's the fruit extract that you would use. Mm-hmm. And apricot fits a lot of those beers because of the Sulfur-y. yeast esters and stuff, you know, huh? the sulfur part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And what about the uh, the recipe? Can okay, you, can I recap the sure, recipe? Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll be sort of brief here. It's our you know standard six gallon batch. Uh, the original gravity in this was ten forty five. It finished at ten eleven. Uh, sorry, and I'll skip the, uh, the Plato on some of these. Uh, for about 75% of apparent uh, fenu- uh, degree of, of uh, fermentation. turns out to be about 4.5%. Mine, uh, I think I've, I think the, the commercial beer is actually 46 so I could have finished a little bit lower. So you people who make this recipe may want to uh, focus a little bit more on the attenuation than I apparently did. Uh, the color is a 6 SRM. Uh, both, I boil for 90 minutes. Uh, Matt does it for 60. That's a difference. Uh, the pre ball volume was 7.7 gallons or 12.1 liters. The pre ball gravity was uh, 10.036 or 9 Plato. Uh, brew house efficiency on these recipes is always 70%. Uh, the grain bill is uh, 9.92 pounds or 4.5 kilograms of uh, Maris Otter uh, pale malt, uh, 0.20 pounds or 90.7 grams of Crystal 80, and that's the complete hop bill there. Hops are pretty straightforward as well. Uh, at 60 minutes, uh, I added uh, 0.25 ounces or 7 grams of Columbus. These are all pellet hops. Uh, I added alpha of 15 on that. And at 30 minutes, uh, 0.49 ounces or 14 grams of Cascade. The alpha on that is 5.75. The mash, uh, mashed in at uh, 152 Fahrenheit or 67C for 45 minutes. Uh then I did a uh, mash out at 165 for about 15 minutes, sparge at 170 and uh, for about 45. Used the English ale yeast and uh, fermented at uh, 68F or 20C. That's pretty much how you make the beer. Excellent. I think you did a, a great job of that. Well, thanks. And I want to also say uh, all these ingredients you can pick up at our fine sponsor, Northern Brewer www.northernbrewer.com great guys uh, great products and great prices and great shipping and uh, they can set you up to brew this uh, this wonderful magic hat uh, number nine beer just just give them a a call or give an email and tell them uh, you listen to the show and that you want to rebrew this beer and they'll take care of you and if you're going out for the uh, NHC next year Minnesota 
those are the guys. That's their territory. They're going to bring it strong, and they're going to have a uh, wild old time uh, visiting with all of you guys. And if you're listening live, uh, next up is uh, Deschutes Black Butte Porter. Another great beer, one of my favorites, and uh, and we'll be covering that as well. If you get a chance, uh, visit the Brewing Network store. Brew strong. 